0: what's good it's ocean welcome to the ocean podcast i hope you're good crazy times right now with the coronavirus and everything going on i'm not going to really talk too much about it because you're probably hearing it from a thousand different places right now but i hope you're good i hope you're healthy and well and it's not really affecting your life too much today i've got matty beats on the podcast he has built himself a beat selling empire using mainly instagram so we get into that he drops a bunch of advice and gems on how to sell beats and all that kind of stuff before we get into the podcast if you could do me a quick favor please 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 leave a review if you're listening on apple leave a review if you're on youtube subscribe and leave a comment i'm going to be shouting out people from now on in the beginning um let's see who we got on apple this person didn't leave a name it says amazing great gems dropped on here for the producer community appreciate you so yeah if you want to get a shout out in the beginning of a podcast leave a comment on youtube or leave a review on apple and i'll shout you out let's get straight into this podcast ocean gang or drown what's good people it's ocean here welcome to the ocean podcast today we've got another special guest We've got Matty Beats. What's good, bro? Hey,
1: what's good? Appreciate you having me on, bro.
0: Hey, thanks for doing it. Thanks for coming on. How's everything sure. going, man?
1: Going good, man. I uh, I just moved to uh, Philadelphia, which is like the city near me, with uh, my manager, like two weeks ago. Oh, sick. Uh, so so we're just getting settled in, going after it. But yeah, everything's yeah. been good, bro.
0: Building like the the empire. I see, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you already know. Building the empire. Perfect way to describe it. Yeah, that's <laughs> or sick, trying man. To,
0: at least. Where where, yeah, where where, are you from originally?
1: I'm kind of a little all over the place. Um, I've, I've always been from the States, mm-hmm. but I lived in uh, Maryland for eight years. And then I moved to uh, outside of Boston and I went, went to like high school and stuff around there. And then uh, for the past like 10 years or so, I've been in uh, like around the Philadelphia area in Pennsylvania.
0: Okay. Because yeah, I was wondering like what, what made you move to Philly
1: yeah well i um i have like family around the area hmm. and i actually went to uh to college um around here too and they just kind of ended up staying afterwards okay uh, have you ever have you ever been out to the states
0: yeah i've got family in um i've got a lot of family in new york and atlanta so i've been to those places quite a few times hey. and then where, i've been where, like la once or t- twice maybe just like just to try doing my industry shit but it didn't work
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did you like LA when you went out there so you went out for music and stuff when you visited yeah
0: um, I like LA like the place it's a very nice place the beach the the mix of like the city and that but I don't know I don't love it that much there's a lot of I'm not gonna lie the traffic is a big bummer
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I feel that. I, I, when people say, "Oh yeah, LA traffic is bad, it's bad," I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, whatever." Like everyone says their traffic yeah, is bad. Sure. Yeah, sure, everyone
1: says traffic's bad. Yeah. But
0: then when I'm like, I, I mean, when I when I I took an Uber, right? And on the map it looked yeah. like it was super close. I was thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get there in half an hour." <laughs> Hit the the freeway and you're stuck yeah. there for like two, three hours. Oh, it's so long, man. Damn,
1: damn, two, three hours in an Uber. Do you uh, do you know Ed Talenti?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I I was hearing, uh, I think on a uh, Kyle Beats podcast or something when he was on there, he was saying um he lived out in L.A. to do music, mm-hmm. but he didn't like become successful and take off until he moved back to Italy. Yeah, which is ironic because it's like people are always like, I need to go to L.A. That's where I need to be to like be successful.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: uh, apparently not.
0: I guess it, if you're if you're trying to, it, it, I guess it has like its benefits in that. I, I I went just kind of on like a like a holiday networking trip it wasn't like a a long thing it was just like a week in it but um
1: gotcha.
0: i I think like it's got some benefits if you want to go there and pop like mingle and network and try and yeah get to the industry but i mean with the internet you don't really need to do that (laughs) i I guess it depends on your goals in it
1: yeah for real i mean we're networking right now and we're across the world so exactly yeah it's
0: like don't need that so um let's let's take it all the way back Let's get into, Let's like, it. early Matty Beats when he was a young <laughs> kid all over the place. How we got into music and yeah. that?
1: For sure, man. Yeah. Um, so, I don't have, like, any music really in my family or anything, but mm-hmm. um, I started getting into music uh, from playing guitar is, like, really what, like, got me into it originally, so, I, I used to exclusively be into like classic rock and like 60s mm. and 70s stuff. And I used to hate hip hop, which is ironic because that's like all I do now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so, uh, my uncle had this old like 80s Charvel guitar and he gave it to me for my birthday in like seventh grade, mm-hmm. I think it was. And, um, I just started noodling around on that and just like fell in love with it. Um, and I was playing guitar for, Probably like eight years or so, uh, basically until I was um, like 18 and I didn't start getting into like music production and, until I was 18. I think is when I started like mm-hmm. making beats and stuff. But um, yeah, I loved guitar. And then in high school, I actually played in like a live hip hop band um, with a bunch of like my buddies. And um, we got to like open up for Mac Miller and Aloe Black and a Sick. DJ premier and Pete Rock. Joey, badass, like some cool people. Yeah. So like that was a that was a crazy experience. Um, just on like a little like side note, I remember we were opening up for Mac Miller, and like we were nobody, like we were just a high school band and we just got like some cool opportunities to do that. But so I remember like our lead singer is this kind of like this Asian dude, Mike uh, Michael June, and like we don't look particularly like sick, like we're famous or anything. But I just remember like the first song. He went up to the front of the stage and put his foot like on the PA system at the front, and all these girls were like trying to touch him, screaming. And I was just like playing guitar in the background, like, "What is going on <laughs> right now, bro? Like, what is this?" Um, so that was my first taste of like, "Wow, like this is crazy." Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was super fun, like playing in a, a hip hop band. Um, we did that for a couple years, and then when I went to college, um, is when I started downloaded the demo version of fl and started making beats yeah and uh from then i just never kind of looked back just loved it
0: sick was you was you touring with that hip-hop band as well
1: uh not really we were just like playing local um shows around uh boston Mm -hmm. where we were from
0: okay um yeah and then so you got the 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 fl studio uh, demo did you just start making (laughs) hip-hop beats right away or was you like trying to do some other stuff
1: uh, I was I was into hip-hop at that point. Probably in, like, high school, I started to get into hip-hop. Um, so when I started, I was doing, like, hip-hop beats. But, um, yeah, I was messing with the demo version of FL, and then uh, I started to get serious with it. I was like, all right, I want to buy an actual DAW. So I went to uh, Guitar Center, and I was like, hey, guys, like, what's the best DAW to use, like, the most professional one? And they are like, Pro Tools. It's mm. the industry standard. That's what you should use. Yeah. So I bought that, and then um, – i just learned it so i so that never just switched like, looked back. From,
0: from fo straight to pro tools yeah and making beats but, and uh,
1: <laughs> yeah and people always look at me like i'm crazy when i'm like i make beats in pro tools because <laughs> i guess it's not a common thing and uh yeah i kind of wish i had either stick i stuck with fl or yeah. done ableton or logic or basically anything else but uh <laughs> but Man. it's all good i kind of learned how to it's
0: crazy how um do it because i got quite similar advice to you I downloaded yeah. like a cracked version of FL Studio ages ago when I was in my teens. And then yeah. I, I've explained this before in the podcast, but basically I went to like um like a kinda like a mentor, a, a guy who was doing really yeah. good stuff with music production and I was like, Yeah, I just got FL Studio, I'm about to cook out some beats with that and he's like, No, you cannot use FL. FL is like <laughs> super unprofessional. You have to get logic. And at the yeah. time obviously, um there's no way I'm gonna get logic i don't there's no way i can afford a mac so <laughs> right so exactly. i'm just like oh damn it if i can't get logic then i just can't produce
1: wait can you only use logic on mac
0: yeah like i think because it it's an apple And i'm sure you could probably find like a way to hack it and get logic on pc i don't think it would run properly but oh damn. yeah it's just that. a just an apple it's an apple thing in it apple software
1: true so did you buy a mac just to get logic too
0: Nah, so I got into production super late, like properly. Yeah. So I kind of like dabbled in it a bit when I was a teen, but then I came full circle when I was 20, and I already had a Mac by then, so I just got Logic because oh, it made sense at the time. There was not um, there was FL Studio on Mac at the time, but it wasn't like a stable version. it was still trying to figure it out, You're so right. it just made sense to get Logic. So that's how I kind of started with logic i guess yeah but man if you're using pro tools at that time there were there must have been you must have just had to figure that out yourself because there was yeah, there's there, definitely like not much information <laughs> on making there's beats no
1: tutorials like nothing yeah i i like so i started making beats in like 2010 mm-hmm. so that was like before like the beat maker community was really even popping off that was still like in sound click days yeah you know, sound click um so you had no tutorials, like <laughs> nothing basically, so every little thing to learn took forever. yeah, these producers out here blessed nowadays with For real. Uh, with YouTube
0: especially if you're FL studio if you're making chat beats with FL studio, you literally have every <laughs> single every single thing that you can need to learn on YouTube it's right there For real. Yeah. Seriously. but yeah. um so yeah, you so you got Pro Tools and what, did you just like start making beats um, for rappers or how did that go?
1: Yeah, so um, so I just started messing around making beats and uh, I was living in like the dorms at my college at the time mm-hmm. and like, no there weren't really any serious rappers there, but like there were a couple kids who freestyled and stuff and we would just come through and like lay down 20 minute freestyles over little beats I was making, just like yeah. having fun with it. Uh, we had a little, little group called the second floor squad for, uh, like the, the group of like my, my floor that I was on that rapped and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I just kind of was having fun with it. Uh, just recording like friends and stuff, freestyles, making beats. Um, and I was doing that for probably like six years. There were a couple rappers I started to work with that were like more serious along the way. Yeah. Um, this this dude, uh, SC Static. Um, he's like a kind of golden era, like lyrical rapper. We probably did like 50 songs together. Um, in the first couple years I was producing. Um, but yeah, it was mostly just fun for like the first, I want to say six or seven years. Mm. Was and you, then like, I started to kind of get good with
0: it. Was you in school for music as well?
1: Uh, no. So I was just in school for like business and marketing. Okay. Um, and feel like, i i wish i had gotten into music like production earlier because Mm -hmm. i would have loved to go to school for that um i did go to an online school um cosmic academy okay uh it's like dedicated uh to producers and it's like a three-month program and then like a community you kind of join after that yeah but that was super helpful um for sure but uh but like you were saying earlier everything's on youtube so it's like true you don't necessarily need the school thing. What's what's your opinion on that? Do you think you need like music um, school is helpful nowadays, or
0: to be fair, because I didn't I didn't go to to uni to do music or anything like that, yeah. so I don't know how it would have benefited me. I learned literally everything from YouTube, but yep. I've talked to a few guys now who did go to 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 college for like sound engineering or mm. audio engineering or music production, and it seems to be like. The general consensus is in terms of creativity and actually learning to make beats, mm. not it's not that useful, but in networking and building relationships with, I don't know, people who own studios or people who go on to do good things, it's uh it's actually really helpful, it's really useful. Mm. Yeah,
1: I could see that for sure.
0: Mm. But yeah, for make for actually making beats, it seems like there's enough knowledge out there and you just have to put in the time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for
1: real. I agree with that for sure.
0: What What was your reasoning why you wanted to go to to school for for music? Actually, you know um, what? Just yeah. just what came to my mind. Mm. I would consider going to 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 university for like pure music, not not music production, but maybe something mm. like uh like piano or yeah guitar or like really like a degree in your instrument or something like that that could be yeah that could be really useful
1: yeah even even music theory too mm-hmm. um I, I took like some music theory classes just in college and and that was even like really helpful yeah um cause like as long as you got the theory like everything's MIDI nowadays with with like production and just using the keyboard so as long as you understand the theory of stuff like you don't necessarily even have to be able to play the keys mm-hmm. cause you can draw on the notes and everything um is my opinion but uh um what was your question, Dave? You were saying uh, <laughs> um, <should> I... <laughs> Yeah. Why,
0: why did you want to go to, to uni oh. for, for music?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt like uh, I needed some, like, direct information. Like, because sometimes I didn't even know what to look up to learn, in a way, if that makes sense. Um, it's like I didn't know what I needed to learn, so I just wanted someone to kind of tell me that in, like, a – a format that was specific mm, like a curriculum or something. Yeah, and and actually it's interesting too because one of the like the biggest value I got from going to Cosmic Academy like the online music school was um was almost like a mentality switch in how to approach being like efficient with with doing music all on your own. Mm-hmm. Um they would do like little um not tests, but things where they would say like okay, like every 30 minutes, I want you to write down what you did for the past 30 minutes. And it was just like a little test to basically make you realize like how you can be more efficient and using your time. Okay. Um, and like little things like that and just like motivation, um, we're, we're actually more valuable, I think than even like some of the, the theory and like music production tips and, and marketing stuff they taught, mm-hmm. um, Cause it kind of made me more accountable too. in a way. I feel like me like paying all this money to go to this music school was like a decision I was making in my head. I was like, okay, like I'm really investing in this. I'm going all in. Um, I'm going to be like more accountable now and and, like put everything into this. Mm -hmm. Um, so it kind of was like a mental switch for me at that point where I was making a decision to like pursue it full time and like really go after it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, i think you can learn everything off youtube but i I definitely did get a benefit um in terms of just like really making a decision like i'm i'm going after like this i'm and i'm making a decision to invest in my craft Mm -hmm. uh uh, if that makes sense but yeah
0: was this online or did was this a physical place that you had to go
1: oh it was actually online um so we would have like like uh video chat sessions uh like twice a week um on different topics and stuff um they've got a super valuable uh instagram page too um just like giving valuable tips and stuff to producers uh cosmic academy but um yeah i don't know um i don't think it's like necessary though
0: okay yeah i feel you so when when did you finish cosmic academy
1: uh so that was i want to say three years ago okay um Yeah, so I finished that three years ago. And then they just have, like, an ongoing community Mm -hmm. uh, where, like, all the alumni, like, students who went there. Like, there's weekly, like, feedback sessions where we all, like, show each other beats and songs and give each other critiques and stuff. um, And, like, a community where you can ask questions, like, anything you are wondering. But, yeah, so that was about three years ago Mm -hmm.
0: I finished that. Cool. So I think a lot of people know you through through Instagram and, like, your high energy videos and that (laughs) for sure (laughs) you definitely got like a a unique style on there i'd say thanks man um yeah how how did you get into or like what made you decide to start uploading instagram videos like how did that all start
1: yeah so i think i i was just a fan of a lot of um instagram and youtube producers um like a couple years ago when i started thinking about it i was watching like you know a lot of kyle beats and pat ryan mm-hmm. uh those type of people and then i just like from seeing them and how cool the videos were i just saw the opportunity um like the value having like cool videos could provide like as a platform to showcase like what i'm doing yeah um so i used to like skateboard and stuff too so i used to do a lot of like video editing and filming for that type of stuff mm-hmm. um so i ended up buying like Uh, a canon sl1 camera and just basically started doing beat videos um like you know recording um just me doing like the kick and the snare and stuff yeah and yeah and that that, like it didn't really start taking off at first it was like a slow process but uh i started to learn and like get more interested into the video editing side of things Mm -hmm. and that like started to to become like my differentiation. I was like, Oh wow. I can do like all these cool like video effects and transitions and like hits that align like with the kick to make it like more interactive. Yeah. Um, and I started to get like interested in the video editing side of things and incorporating that. Uh, and that was like started to like become my thing per se, uh, for how I do my videos. Um, and, and then too, like I've, I've always been like kind of uh goofy like mixed with like a little bit of an awkward like personality and uh so so i wanted to like incorporate like a little bit more personality into like the beats too so like sometimes i'll just like make random like weird faces like when the beat drops or like <laughs> just like yeah. things like that to make a little like make it a little bit more like personality in it Cause that was another thing I identified too, was like, I was watching all these people doing beat videos and I felt like some of them were just like, so underwhelming for lack of better terms. Mm. Like they'd be like hitting the kick and snare, like super soft, not like, doesn't seem like they're really vibing with it. Yeah. It was just like not really entertaining to watch. So I tried to kind of like exaggerate, um, like just being like super into the beat, mm. like while I'm doing it. And, um, that was another thing, actually, I learned from Ed Talenti, which I thought was kind of a gem. He had uh, this video on, like, five tips for branding as a producer, something like that. And uh, one of the points he made was, like, if if you don't look like you're having fun doing it, then it's the person actually watching it isn't going to be enjoying it either. Yeah, actually, it, yeah, that's so it true. look like you're having fun. Um, so I kind of took that to heart and uh, started to try to, like, really exaggerate, like, how much i'm like nodding my head yeah, to the beats yeah. and like making faces making that energy contagious making... isn't it yeah exactly yeah
0: sick man so when did would you say like the instagram start to take off and you start to see some some growth in that uh
1: i want to say probably about a year ago mm-hmm. um uh i started to like get some traction on there and i, I was probably getting like Around like two thousand followers a month, um, like since then. But one of the biggest plugs um, I want to say for me and growing my page was like doing just beat video collabs with people. Okay. Um, and I did this uh, collab with uh, with a bunch of like the Instagram. YouTube oh, producers. I think I remember
0: <laughs> seeing this. This was like a mega mega collab. <laughs>
1: yeah it was ridiculous dude like uh i think i want to say 12 producers on one beat (laughs) and uh like each person did one sound so like simon servita did the open hi-hat and like (laughs) uh like origami and lifestyle and Ed Talenti, like a bunch of people um so we all did that Mm -hmm. and um i feel like that was kind of what like established me like in the community is like you know one of the the beat maker guys on instagram yeah um but that whole concept, like, I thought was, was, was really cool. Um, just using like the power of collaborating and like including more people in what you're doing. Um, because it's just like mutually beneficial, like, you get more exposure from it, they get more exposure from it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, s- I started to kind of try to uh leverage that, yeah, and like doing things with other people,
0: yeah, because. I guess when you have, like, 12 mega Instagram producers coming together, that's, like, a lot of people seeing the video and seeing everyone.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was, yeah, the kind of the thought behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, since then, um, I've just been trying to go, um, like, pretty consistent with, like, doing the beat-making videos. And more so recently, um, doing, like, kind of producer meme skits. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's been, like doing well for me too mm-hmm. um, so I'm trying to like pursue that a little bit more
0: and have you tr- have you tried um, like any other platforms like YouTube or TikTok or anything like that
1: yeah um, so I've been trying to do YouTube but I just haven't been as consistent with it and uh, I've been like a little bit discouraged because like the YouTube stuff for me takes like way longer and um, so it'll take like a full day, maybe more, to do like one YouTube video. Yeah, as I show like you on an that Instagram one. Thing where it takes a couple hours. So like, I'd spend all day doing a video for YouTube, and then it would get like a hundred views, mm. and I'd be like, oh, damn, like I'm putting so much effort into this and not seeing anything. But, but uh, but that's also the thing. Like, no one starts out successfully. You got to be consistent and keep going. So, I need to uh, take that advice. Um, but yeah, then I've been doing a TikTok uh been trying to figure that out but haven't been too successful with it um and that's basically it like face i have a facebook but i feel like no one really
0: yeah i feel like facebook kind of facebook <laughs> facebook's <laughs> kind of died uh, out now
1: for sure yeah um it's funny like people don't even mention that anymore like what platforms you're on facebook <laughs> like a thing worth yeah, mentioning anymore exactly but, i think uh, they're
0: trying to like revive it with this facebook video stuff apparently you could even get paid you can even get paid from it kind of like how youtube you know like you have the youtube ads apparently i don't really know too much about it but yeah yeah for what i see facebook seems more or less kind of dead
1: yeah for sure yeah i feel like kind of been like that um have you been doing a tiktok stuff yeah i've
0: been i've been playing around with tiktok um it's kind of weird for me because I kind of got into like this weird niche on TikTok and I'm yeah. kind of stuck there now. <laughs> so basically <laughs> um I flipped one of the videos, one of my first videos on TikTok, I flipped a K-pop song into a trap beat and yeah. then it just kind of took off and it got maybe like 500,000 views or something like that. And oh, it it brought in like a big rush of K-pop fans. Right. So then I was like, all right, I'm just going to flip all these K-pop songs into, like, hip-hop and <laughs> trap songs. So I right. kept on doing that, kept on doing that. Um, I think I might have, like, 70,000 followers on there now. But oh, it's, That's it's good. like, funny because it's all K-pop fans or, like, young <laughs> right. teenage girls who like K-pop and that. So yeah. on my Instagram now, it's a mixture of people following me from YouTube who are, like, I'd say 95% of them are guys like 18 to 24 like music production or music producers themselves yep and then a big contrast to like teenage girls in Brazil who like K-pop and (laughs) follow me for the remixes so yeah it's a bit of a mad one
1: i hear you what would be your feeling if you just like blew up on the tiktok stuff from k-pop and like that's what you were known for would you be upset about that nah i like, think that's
0: kind of cool <laughs> you know what I, yeah dude. it's not i'm not like a huge k-pop fan i couldn't tell you like what this this and that is but yeah it's kind of cool like I, it would be sick one day to get like a k-pop placement or something like that yeah for you know?
1: sure k-pop's huge too that would yeah be a and sick their, their
0: fans are like hardcore fans 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 you know what i'm saying <sighs> They're proper, real, like, I've, love their um, bands and everything.
1: I forget what the big K-pop group is. It's, like, the biggest boy band K-pop BTS, group. BTS, They probably. were at the Grammys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, BTS. And they were at the Grammys. And uh, any time their name would get mentioned, all these girls in the audience would just scream, like, so loud. Yeah.
0: And uh, I was like, damn, like, Those guys wow. are huge. So they got <laughs> video- videos of, like, hundreds of millions of views. Any time they drop something, it just, like guts it, it, yeah it's crazy it's 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 mad they even call themselves the bts if, army all their fans
1: yeah that's that seems uh pretty fitting I, I don't know if i could deal with that level of uh fame i feel oh, like oh man that I must mean, be I, hard I would not to deal complain with. Yeah. but like but uh but that that'd be cool because i'm like more of an introverted person mm-hmm. like i'm definitely uh under that label of like bedroom producer yeah that kind of fits my vibe a little bit but uh yeah just dealing with that level of fame I don't know if I I could deal with do you think you could uh, deal with the fame at that level like I
0: can't even cool with that? I I can't really imagine that kind of fame because with with that like, there's probably no hiding there's absolutely yeah, nowhere no on privacy. earth you can go and not be <laughs> kind of like at, at peace someone's gonna yeah. recognize you someone's gonna like yeah there's no privacy anymore that's gone
1: for real
0: but I mean damn the success that they have maybe it's worth it i don't know
1: yeah i mean i i definitely feel like i would i would take it like if someone was like you have to deal with this level of fame but you have, you know um to be famous i'm yeah say S- yes sit- in instant, sitting in
0: a, like... sitting in my position now i'd be like yes but then i have a feeling if i was in that position i'd probably be like nah this isn't it i'd rather be back in my bedroom <laughs> making beats <laughs> just like making money on the internet, that kind of thing.
1: For real. H- have you uh gotten noticed anywhere, like in public? Yeah,
0: quite a few times, actually. It's actually really... Oh, damn. It's really strange. There was this one time I used to live in Spain, and yeah. it's not even like a common place in Spain. It's really like a small town. Right. And I'm just walking. I, I think I must <laughs> have had about 30K subscribers at the time. And this guy recognizes me, and I'm like flipping out. I can't believe that. <laughs> of all places I'm going to get recognized is here right yeah it's a it's always Damn. something very strange to me still
1: yeah dude i uh that doesn't that, that happen to me yet but um mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy yeah just to think like you're just in your bedroom basically like making beats making videos and then you connect yeah. with all these people to the level of like that's they the see the thing you in public and get super excited
0: that that's the thing as well because we spend so much time in like our own places kind of almost kind of isolated yeah, we forget that those numbers are actually people, and people are actually watching and paying attention. Yeah, definitely happens to me. Like, I wouldn't say I'm desensitized to numbers, but forty thousand on the screen mm. is kind of hard to still understand. Yeah, it I, just seems like a number, you know?
1: It's crazy. Uh, I forget who it was that was um putting it in perspective to me like this but they were like I I was saying something about being like discouraged about like I think it was the YouTube stuff like ah like I only got Mm a hundred views on this YouTube video but then they're like yo think about it this way like if you were at a a, like a little venue and you had a hundred people in the audience at your show like that's a lot of people like if you think about it in realistic terms like that so it's yeah it's crazy to put in perspective and actually think like the numbers or each number each view is a person an actual person you know
0: but so um yeah okay so when you started doing like instagram videos and that was your goal because i know like you're heavy Mm -hmm. into the beat selling game and that was your goal to to attract rappers with it or was you just literally just putting things up and seeing what happens
1: yeah i mean the the goal was definitely um to attract rappers in the hopes Mm -hmm. of selling beats um but Mainly, I just wanted to make some videos that would people would like and would get exposure. Um, but, like, the, the overarching goal was definitely to, to attract rappers to hopefully sell beats to them for
0: sure. And um, how long would you... Because people always ask me, like, yeah. how long did it take you to sell your first beat or make a living off of selling beats? Would you yeah. say... That it was quite rapid when you started posting videos, you started getting rappers DMing you and buying beats, kind of right off the bat, or it took took a took a, yeah. quite a bit of time.
1: It 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 took time for sure. Like so, when I first started doing the Instagram videos, um, I wasn't getting a lot of inquiries like from rappers hitting me up, mm-hmm. but um, it gave me I feel like content and like a brand and a platform to actually hit up rappers myself and like have Mm. have something of value they can see like oh like after i hit them up and be like hey interested in working with you they see i have these videos um and that that made it a little bit easier for me to like get in the door to build relationships with rappers so not a lot of rappers hit me up like off the jump like coming to me but having the videos and stuff definitely made it a lot easier to like connect with rappers um myself like actually hitting them up directly
0: um yeah but uh, i feel but, like yeah yeah go ahead
1: oh no I don't, I don't even know what to say you can go
0: i feel like um there was a time on instagram like a little golden era before yeah. all these producers came on that you could hit up rappers and they'll actually respond and buy beats
1: for real dude yeah I i want to say like probably about two years ago is mm-hmm. when I, f- I first started doing the videos, and then um, in tandem, I also started hitting up rappers on DM, and yeah, that was definitely a golden era because I feel like every single person would respond to me, um, and even if they didn't buy a beat, like you know, I connected with them and you know got their email address, got their info, yeah. and um, but yeah, people were I feel like definitely way more receptive, um, like a year or two ago. Now it's real. more saturated.
0: I remember one that there was a time where like, I was super desperate to sell beats, yeah. and I'd hit up maybe, let's say a hundred rappers a day,
1: yeah,
0: and then out of a hundred, maybe 70 will apply, and out of that, I'd get a few sales in a day, and I'd be like super duper happy because I made yeah. some money. But as time went on, you see like loads of bots, you'd see if you go into like a rapper's post yeah in the comments if there's 10 comments eight of them are producers like check your dms i'm trying to work with you Right, <laughs> like, make beats blah 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 it was all bots that just like invaded the platform and started taking over
1: seriously dude i uh <laughs> so many of those automated comments and like i can't even hate too much because i was doing the same thing do you know yeah. uh do you know jarvi the like it's like a bot uh you can use for auto commenting okay. and stuff on its nah it's yeah this software called jarvi and I, w- I was using that to uh do literally the exact same thing when i first started out it would do like yeah i'd set it to comment automatically on anyone that tags their videos with certain hashtags like unsigned mm-hmm. rapper up and coming rapper um and then it would just kind of say like something generic like like hey like love this this is like super fire um but like what I kind of realized was there's really no shortcuts to like doing this. The Jarvi stuff I feel like it just hurt my account and like put it into mm. spam. Like I feel like Instagram just started labeling my account as spam because I was doing all this kind of sketchy stuff with bots. Um, and I feel like everyone is always looking for a shortcut too. Uh, it's like how yeah, can I get sure. here quicker or just like have some little cheat code to like getting to the top. But I feel like that really doesn't exist. Like you would be doing yourself more of a service if you just like put the work in um, to just go after it, old-fashioned way. Um, Yeah, my advice because there really aren't any shortcuts. I feel like,
0: and even when you take a shortcut, more than likely you're gonna have to come back and redo that step.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: um, and even so, like when you do, when things take long, it lasts longer. It's Mm. more in a sense worth it if that makes sense
1: yeah and and it actually gets like ingrained in your head and you really learn it as opposed to just like it's like I guess uh, like the analogy would be like in school too when you like cram for a test like the night before like you might remember the stuff the next day for the test but in the long term like you're not going to re- remember that stuff mm-hmm. um, so like putting in the work is I guess kind of similar like it you know sets you up to to be successful in the long run as opposed to just like getting the short term benefits if that makes sense yeah
0: for real did you um did you ever do the tight beat thing on youtube as well
1: no i uh i did like a couple tight beat videos for youtube when I've, i was first starting out um but i didn't really gain a lot of traction i wasn't consistent with it either um, mm-hmm. i was also looking to um how you have your pages separated you have like your beat page on youtube and Mm -hmm. then like your page with like all your like videos you do and stuff um i've i've had this like uh debate or whatever you want to call it with uh this guy crackalack um he's a producer as well about like if you should separate those pages um, or if you should just have all your beats like on the same page you have all your videos you do and stuff for your brand do you what's your opinion on that do you think it's valuable to have it separated or
0: i think it's Yes, I know. I can see why you would mm. want to have it on the same page because you'll get more views. Yeah. And it could trigger the algorithm to push it and even get more views and reach more mm. people. But the reality is on that on like my actual page where I'm making beats and vlogging and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're not gonna be the people who are gonna buy beats most of the time. Right. They're not re- a small section of them are rappers. But most of them are there for me are there to watch me actually making the beats rather than just yeah. like hear the full beat. I'd rather just have it separate away from that channel yeah. just to to isolate it and be its own thing.
1: Yeah. It makes but sense. to be
0: fair to be fair though, I'm kinda ejecting myself from like this beat selling game online. Yeah. So that page that is um like has all my tight beats and that yeah, I'm taking all of that down, and I'm just switching it to the podcast page now.
1: Oh, damn! Okay. Yeah. what What's the the uh, thought process behind that? You just want to like kind of be done. I still, the... I
0: just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be in the beat selling game. I can't be bothered <laughs> to do the beat leases and all that because yeah. it's like people underestimate it. that is like a a proper business. You have to be For on sure. top of that. Like you, you have customers to keep happy and fulfill and on the promises and make beats and yeah, it's not it. It's great, but it's just not the business I want to play in. This I'm trying to focus on something else.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a dope like position to be in too. Like where you can you're just kind of at this point now where you can focus more on the brand as opposed mm-hmm. to like having to do these. Um, because that's been a struggle for me too. Is like, um, right now I'm at a point where I've been doing music full time for like a year and a half, and it's like I need to make this money to pay rent. I need to do this. So like I'm putting yeah. a lot of situations where. Like, otherwise, if I didn't need to make the money, I probably wouldn't be doing some of the work I'm doing, mm, if
0: that makes sense. Yeah, I you. Um, yeah.
1: But, uh, but, yeah, that makes sense with the YouTube channel. It's like, because one's kind of dedicated to the audience's rappers for the type beat stuff, and the other one with, like, the tutorials and vlog stuff. But is, like, I could, I could definitely see the
0: argument of why you would want to put your yeah. tight beats on your main channel because you still reach, you. let's say you have a channel that has 200,000 subscribers. Yeah. And a beat channel that has a thousand, on that two hundred thousand. If you post your beat, you probably still reach more rappers than you would do on the thousand mm. one.
1: Yeah, that's but true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> brand at the yeah, same time. Yeah, it's it's up to it's up to to you which which game you're trying to play. I guess. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But would you say like beat selling is your major thing then?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, beat selling is is my like definitely my main source of income. Particularly mm-hmm. doing like custom beats. Yeah. Um so at, at when I first started when I was DMing all these rappers about like hey are you interested in buying beats um I started to see like a big appeal for these rappers like wanting to work with an actual producer like from start to finish on a song instead of just like buying mm. a beat it's impersonal they put their vocals over it and then like maybe never talk to the producer it seemed like a, a big appeal to these rappers like they want to be like a a Dr Dre and Eminem or like um like a, uh, a 40 and a Drake like situation. Yeah. So I started to kind of see that as something these rappers were really interested in. And I was like, damn, like I, like I like doing that too. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I want to like build relationships with people and actually work on songs as opposed to just like sell beats and, you know, never hear from again. But so um, I started this process of like hitting them up uh, about doing like full songs from scratch uh like custom beats like whatever their vision was for the sound uh you know we could create it and like work on it together and and that's been definitely my most successful like part of my business i would say yeah. at least two-thirds of my income like comes directly from that and it's like a higher ticket item you can sell for a lot more as opposed to like mm-hmm. beat leases, like 25 to 100 bucks or whatever it is yeah um, so that's definitely been my biggest thing the custom
0: beats for sure and, and how does that work? Do they tell you what you're looking for, what they're looking for, sorry, and then you kind of just try and do that and add your source or...
1: Yeah, um, so like basically the process I do is um, I talk to them in as much detail as possible for the type of sound they're going for mm-hmm. and I'll have them send me like references if that's applicable. Um, and then once we basically established like exactly... in as much detail as possible, the sound they're going for. Then I'll like cook up like probably like five to 10 melodies and I'll send them like melody options that are like catered to that, that sound they're going for. And then basically they pick a melody uh, that they like and they think fits what they want. And then I'll basically like build the drums and the rest of the beat from there. Mm. Um, So I kind of split it up into like two things, like uh, first establishing the sound they want, then picking the melody that they think fits, and then I build the rest of the beat from there. It's kind of like the three-step process,
0: if you wanna. Okay, yeah. Simplify That's it. actually kind of smart because I guess that kind of reduces them coming back and being like, "Nah, I don't like that melody. Let's switch it up again." Yeah,
1: exactly. You so kind of like
0: f- take that out at the, at the beginning.
1: For sure, yeah. Because when I first started doing that, I would be like, "Okay, I think I know the sound you're going for." I'd make the whole beat, send it to them, and they'd be like, "Uh, like I'm not really feeling like this. It wasn't exactly what I-. so." for sure. Like having the melodies and having them sign off on that in the beginning is like, okay, I like this melody. Then yeah, it definitely reduces them like coming back and saying, I don't like this or it wasn't what I was going for. So it's like a kind of step process where they sign off on things like every step of the way. Um, Yeah.
0: And do you do the, the mixing and mastering for them as well?
1: Yeah. So I'll do that too. Um, so if, if they're recording it and they need it engineered, mixed and mastered, Um, I, like, can include that in the package as well. Um, So that's definitely, like, an added layer of, um, like, another service you can even put on top of it.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. And how long would you say that whole process takes you?
1: Probably, I want to say probably about five hours, um, like, included in, like, the time it takes to kind of, like, build a relationship with them in the beginning Mm -hmm. like it probably takes like about an hour of just kind of going back and forth like talking spending time like figuring out what they want and like closing the deal and then from there probably takes like a couple like probably one to two hours to do the melodies Mm -hmm. and then like two to three hours to maybe finish the beat so I'd say like a four, maybe a four to six hour process in total for like each each beat. Um, but the benefit is too, like, you know, you can charge like 300 to like $1,000 I've kind of felt is like the market um, mm-hmm. depending on like the person's, person's budget. So um, as opposed to like selling a couple leases here and there, you could sell a couple custom beats and you're like, you know, already kind of supporting yourself just through that.
0: Um, I guess it's kind of more manageable at the same time as well right because yeah. you i'm I'm sure you can track like when it gets put on spotify you've got your split yeah whatever then like if someone if you have a beat that's been leased 30 times you just don't know like where it's ended up
1: <laughs> yeah for sure that's definitely another thing you have like less less people to kind of worry about um you're working with yeah less people so you're not, like, all over the place as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there's def The only thing that actually, like, I'm kind of seeing with it now is, uh, is, like, from a scalability standpoint. It's, like, like I'm supporting myself, and this custom beats thing is, like, the majority of my business right now. But yeah. I feel like it's, like, I can't scale to the point I want to with it because... Um, you know, if I get a hundred, if I sell a hundred custom beats, I have to make every single one of those. Yeah, um, that spend would like be time-consuming as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have so, you considered building like a production team to to help you fulfilling like that kind of quantity?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I'm looking at it, uh, or that's my hope at least. Is kind of like I want to like build a platform dedicated to just custom beats, where a lot of like the process will be streamlined. Mm-hmm. Where, um, like, they they basically enter in all of the information for like what their references are, the exact type of sound, yeah, um, and then, uh, and then from that point, like, I wanna like get a bunch of producers on the team, like maybe like one dedicated to like pop music and like different genres, kind of having every, um, every side of things like covered as far as what type of production people would want. But that's the mm-hmm. goal eventually, yeah, is to kind of have a platform dedicated to it where it's streamlined and then, like, a team of producers that will actually make the beats as opposed to me and then I can, like, tr- uh, transfer more to, like, the managerial side of things. But um, okay, still trying to figure that out for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I know this is kind of, like, a very general question. Yeah. But if someone is kind of, like, new to the producing game, mm-hmm. trying to get into the beat selling game, what advice would you give them if they wanted to go like the same route as you, doing custom beats and that? Mm. How how can I how can I get started? Would you say like it, it's worth hitting up rappers still, or would you say they should do like the Instagram videos and building the mm. brand? Or
1: yeah, I would I would say um, a little bit of both. So I think I think the DM is still one of the most powerful like mediums of communication. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you still actually hit up rappers in the DM?
1: Yeah, so actually um, I moved to Philly with my manager who's like um, just like a buddy of mine. He actually used to rap in that band I was in in high school and mm-hmm. he's been like super supportive of me and worked in sales for like five years. Um, so basically he's he's like focusing on doing sales. So he's hitting up rappers in the DM still every single day, kind of like building relationships with them and then dealing with like inquiries of rappers hitting me up. Um, but yeah, the DM is still very powerful like but there's there's definitely a way to go about it um, because a lot of people will just hit up rappers and be like hey like liked your song like here's my beat store here's the services I offer like let me know what you like if you want anything mm-hmm. um, which I feel like not many people are receptive to like you were saying before it's so saturated with so many producers just with bots and like saying hey you want to buy beats like I got you um, so I feel like you really have to Go about it in a way where you're building a relationship with that person and you're not really offering services like from the jump. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really about like going to their page, uh, seeing, you know, checking out their stuff and giving them like a message that's super genuine. Like, hey, I liked this song. Like, I love the cadence and your flow and like this lyric here. Um, And then from that point, like, you just kind of go back and forth. um, Like, just kind of saying like oh i like this i like that and then you'll notice that like if you if you do this and you're an upcoming uh producer trying to sell beats uh going about it that way building a relationship as opposed to just like trying to sell them stuff off the bat um then they they will ask you they'll be like wow like i checked out your page and like your stuff like we should work together then they will actually ask you like we should work together and you don't have to be the one but that's where the other side of things of like having the brand and the videos on your page becomes super helpful because then as you know you're hitting up building a relationship they'll see your videos and then you know they'll ask you but if you don't have the content and the brand in place um it becomes more difficult because they don't really have a reference to see if they even want to work with you or not, or, you know, how mm. good you are.
0: I um, guess it's like having some social proof.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Making sure yeah. like
0: you're actually legit.
1: Yeah. Social proof. And then like another thing, um, about just like building the relationship and buoying it up with them is just like the power of likability. I feel like is is super valuable in like persuading people to do things like like we all see those ads on uh, on like uh like YouTube videos or whatever where it's like someone's like, Oh, like you know, I can help you do this and it just comes across as super salesy and I mm. feel like people's walls like they just get defensive when they identify you as someone that's trying to sell them something. Yeah. So like if you're just really genuine about just kind of being like, Oh, I love I love your stuff, man, like this is awesome and you're not trying to sell them something from the jump, I feel like they're they're a lot they become a lot more receptive to you, if that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, know. that's true. Have you um, um have you thought about working in person with people and bringing them into like your studio and making a beat like that as well?
1: Yeah, I've actually um just started to do that um since I moved to Philly like the past couple of weeks. Um and, and that's that's definitely a cool process too. Um I'm just trying to find like more people in my city and I'm kind of yeah. new here, so Um, but that's something I'm trying to do as well for sure. Like work in person with people.
0: Yeah. What's the scene like in Sydney, uh, Sydney in Philly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: it's actually pretty cool, man. Um, it's, it's definitely not as hype as like New York or LA in Mm. terms of how many people are doing music, but, um, there's definitely a big scene here and, uh, there's, there's this cool place. Um, this studio called rec Philly, and um it's rec stands for resource for every creator and okay. they're I kind of was like
0: like short for recording for a second yeah
1: I, <laughs> I actually just learned that the other day but uh basically they have like a bunch of music studios they have like a, a visual lab with like the backdrops for if you want to do photography or music videos they have a podcast room uh like a live like um like whole like stage for live events Um, but like they're kind of offering resources to like every type of creative entrepreneur Mm. to like help them with their business and I've met a lot of people through there because there's like tons of rappers, uh, tons of like any other type of creative um, coming through there so it's like a cool place to network Um, but it's also a cool concept I think they should, uh, that would be cool to have like in every city Um, because there's not a lot of resources like for creators I feel like um, to give them like a blueprint and an upper hand and like how to do the type of stuff we're trying to do mm. um, in person at least. Um,
0: yeah.
1: For sure. But uh, yeah, the scene, scene here is definitely cool. Um, I'm meeting like a lot of new people every day. So it seems like uh, it's, it's pretty popping off. It seems like at least this far.
0: Yeah. That's what, that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to get into as well. Cause I'm, um, I just moved to a place called Manchester in England. Like a, oh, word. another city and because, like, I guess my whole journey in music production has been more or less online. Yeah. So I'm kind of just used to that routine of switching on the camera cooking up or just mm. cooking up in my own time in my own vibe. But the next step is to, like, start working with artists and mm. helping them do their thing, building them yeah. up. So, yeah, that's the, the thing that I'm trying to do as well, like infiltrate the area, sure. I guess.
1: Uh, did you... uh uh, move far? Like, was Manchester far from
0: uh, where you moved from before? Or? Um, I guess if you're from the US, you're not going to think it's far at all. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like a maybe like a four-hour drive. It's okay. L- London is like the obviously like the big city. That's where I'm from. Yeah. And then Manchester is probably considered the UK second city. Yeah, so
1: it's for a, sure. It's
0: a bit more smaller, a bit calmer, a bit more chill. Um, to be fair though, the music scene in England is pretty much london mm. but okay. manchester's popping i'd say like the biggest artist right now in the uk his name's h he's from manchester so like it's really starting to bubble they got mm. a lot of people coming through here
1: Weird man so have you started to do sessions with people yet um like in person like cooking up with them and stuff i've done kinda...
0: a f- i've done a few yeah. um actually none in manchester only in london because yeah. i'm always back and forth still so when I'm back there I usually like hit a few rappers yeah let's go to the studio let's do mm-hmm. something um none in Manchester yet but I will be I've got my like my home set up in it so I'm still deciding do I want to bring people here do I want to just take them to the studio and we do it there but um yeah, yeah I don't I, know
1: I think it would be cool too I was talking with um uh my buddy Jane Abe's beats uh the mm-hmm. other day about like um how uh Kenny Beats does like the cave type of concept yeah. where they like cook up a, a full song from scratch I feel like not uh not that many producers have like really pursued that that lane of content like mm-hmm. really making a full song from scratch uh and I think that has like a big appeal I was thinking about like doing something like similar to that um, yeah
0: that that I think like 2020 yeah is the year where like it's definitely going to transition to to more than just making a beat, yeah, like there's got to be something more to it now, and um, yeah, song making a full song is gonna be like the one. I think yeah, that's what I think more, more that will get just the music producer watching. That will get everyone watching yeah. to see like the the actual behind the scenes of how songs are made.
1: Yeah, there's yeah definitely a, a lot of value in that. Just from yeah broadening your audience too, like you were saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, have you ever done content like that uh, where you're like? With a, with a rapper in the studio cooking
0: yeah I did one video like that um, I think it was taking a subscriber to the, to the studio and we made oh damn yeah we made a, we, he came all the way from Belgium to London like he just hit me up and he's like yeah I want to do it come from, the, come from Belgium we made a, uh, a full song from scratch and it came out sick I also done I done hey. another one with a subscriber but uh, my brother was filming it and he didn't put the camera settings properly yeah. So it didn't come out So we, I couldn't put that one on YouTube But I I plan to do that again for sure Like i got a few ideas I might even just make a song yeah. myself to be honest And see how that goes up
1: Yeah dude I've uh, I've been super inspired by seeing like all, all the producers in the community Like putting out their own music yeah. With their own vocals Like Simon and um, Kyle Beats And all these people putting out and their own the, vocals Everyone's
0: and, like, doing like really yeah. well with it as well And it's like really know, good music yeah. coming out
1: for real um because i've i always i've always like freestyled and like enjoyed making my own mm. songs but i've never been super comfortable with like my yeah, voice i feel or you thought it, that was one. that great <laughs> so like um i've never wanted to do it but like seeing all these people origami yeah. too and all these guys like in the community doing it like makes me feel like yeah like why not man and like i'll post little videos to instagram with my vocals on it just for fun mm-hmm. like and kind of be like uh, nothing serious but but uh, even seeing the feedback from that, that it seems like a lot of people are like, oh, where can I listen to this? And I'm like, wow, like maybe I should put this out.
0: Mixtape coming soon, maybe Matty Beats mixtape, yeah.
1: <laughs> Matty Beats <laughs> mixtape, yeah. Um, but yeah, is that something you you you're thinking about uh, doing in the future soon? Uh, I'm
0: I'm stuck in like two minds. I really want to do it, but yeah. I really don't like my voice that much. So once yeah. I get over that. Then it's not gonna be an issue, like I'm just gonna start putting out songs. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just every time I go to record and I listen back, I'm just like I'm not feeling it.
1: I I definitely relate, man. That's exactly how I mm. feel. Um how would you feel if you started to put out your own music with vocals and then that's like what you became known for in in your brand? Like People knew you for being a rapper, more so as a producer.
0: With that, I think that'd be. Would you be Yeah, cool I'd definitely be cool with that. Yeah. To be honest, um like even though my channel is all about music production right now, I want to be able to to branch off of that. So maybe I can yeah. do music and people still like it, or I can, I don't know, drop my own computer brand and people buy it and they like yeah. it. Like, <laughs> music production will always be the core what i'm known for but i definitely want to be able to branch into other things and Mm. not just be known for just only one thing only making beats Mm. if that makes sense yeah
1: yeah absolutely i mean i feel like that just in any type of business too like people always talk about the importance of like diversifying and having different segments of like income streams yeah um so i think that's just smart in general it's like using your your platform to you know grow even more into different segments uh super, super smart i'm trying to kind of figure that out mm-hmm. too like what my different branches are gonna be um but yeah that's definitely the wave
0: for yeah sure. i feel i definitely feel like the the music producer niche on youtube if you call it um it's mm-hmm. gonna start moving away from just making beats i feel like yeah in the beginning it's that's good to kind of build your audience and get music producers watching and that but as with everything it gets older after a while it you gotta evolve and try and yeah. do something else so i feel like yeah kyle beats for is real. definitely leading away and taking it to like the vlogs and doing other stuff and i mm. think like yeah it's definitely going to start moving in that kind of direction for sure
1: yeah i'm uh, i feel you because because even just being a fan of the beat making videos and stuff myself as a consumer uh, I've started to get kind of bored with like watching, you know, some of the just traditional beat yeah. making, cook up stuff. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out what the next next wave is going to be, like where you can kind of take the content to, to like, you know, keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure that out. But do you, do you have any uh, thoughts on what what the next wave is going to be for for music producer community like content?
0: Uh... I'm not I'm not count. I'm not 100% yeah. sure to be honest. I I think it yeah. just depends individually what your goals are. Yeah. Yeah, so, cuz I guess some people mm. some some producers will go doing their own music. Some might try and be like DJ Khaled and curate rappers to jump on their beats. Yeah. Mm. Man, that that's the beautiful thing though. You <laughs> you just don't <laughs> yeah. know there's so many different ways that this can go cuz it's still so yeah, young Yeah,
1: dude that's that's honestly crazy too to think about because i feel like the beatmaker community is still like very new yeah um, definitely like a, it's been, it's been like maybe a couple years i feel like since it's like really been established as an actual community and i feel like it's just growing um progressively and consistently so uh we're definitely in a good space like even producers like listening to this and stuff like like maybe feeling discouraged like oh there's already so many established people um like how am i going to get into this like you're nah, still at like is, a very great time like this is, like, the this best is time, still the golden era. the best yeah, time to jump in
0: every single day that goes past is like is getting more saturated so you just want to jump in as soon as you can and for real yeah you just got to figure it out i guess in the beginning it's always tougher it's always I mean, not for everyone. Some pe- you might get lucky. Yeah. You just this is the thing. You just never know. You could put out a video, and it just takes off, mm. and now your channel's growing super fast. But for mo- yeah. for the for most people, the reality is that it just takes time, and um, mm. yeah, you just got to start, keep it moving, keep it moving, and the snowball mm. will eventually just like start, start getting bigger.
1: Yeah, that's that's great advice too. Because um, I just started doing consultations uh, like the past month. Mm-hmm. And the, like, couple consultations I've done so far the theme I've seen uh, amongst producers is, like, they're procrastinating because they're waiting to have, like, all everything they need mm-hmm. to, like, make the best type of content. They're like, you know, how, what's your lighting like? What type of camera are you using? What, you know, software are you using to edit your videos? And they're trying to have, like, all this stuff in place to, like, be perfect right off the bat. Until you know they're waiting to do anything until they have all that in place, so it's like you're not going to get anywhere. Nothing's going to be perfect when you start out. You just have to start, and like that, the experience of actually doing it and starting um, is more valuable than like trying to wait to get everything perfect Definitely. before you even do anything.
0: For sure, I feel like those those people who wait and try and get like the perfect lighting and everything, mm. they kind of compare themselves to. And there's nothing wrong with it, but they're comparing like their starting point to where top producers are, or, sorry, top YouTubers are at the moment. Yeah. But they didn't just start there. It was a progress of figuring it out. You have to go through a few different lighting setups to figure out, okay, this is the one that I like for my video. Or yeah. you go through a few cameras to realize, okay, that's the lens and that's the camera that I want for my setup. It's, it's nothing, it's hard, it's very difficult to just start sick. You kind of just have yeah. to... Just, you start shit it is what it is but yeah you it gets better like if you go back to my old videos man they're rough <laughs> my beard is like out of whack my hair's all <laughs> over the place you can barely hear the audio that's just how it goes isn't it you just have to keep yeah reading.
1: man exactly uh yes that i feel like that's that's definitely a gem of advice because that's a theme i've been seeing amongst a lot of people i'm talking to that are trying to do this it's like just trying to have everything perfect before they do anything. And it's yeah. like you know, you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't do anything, so you might as well start, because we all start out as shit, so it's like
0: you know, yeah. Some action I guess is definitely better than none. Of a dream of just yeah. being hopeful. You just start yeah, taking it's... them steps, really.
1: Yeah. And I feel like there's a big misconception in just like music in general. Um, like I kinda hate the term in a way of like, wow, they blew up. Mm. Like, the term blew up. because I feel like in music a lot of people think kind of that's what happens, like, oh wow, they just blew up, like it just happened for them. But uh they don't see like all of the steps and all the hard work like it t- to get to that point. Um so yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something that I guess even myself, I was very naive in the beginning. I always thought that Yeah, same. I'll just put something out and it would blow up. But you have to yeah. put up many things for just one thing to blow up. It's kind of it's almost like a numbers game. The more Yeah, shots, for like,
1: sure.
0: I know it sounds kinda cheesy, but literally the more shots mm. you take, like one is bound to do good and push you in a push you a bit higher, I guess.
1: Yeah, dude. I was uh, I was I was in my fields like a week ago watching uh, some motivational videos Mm -hmm. and I was watching Denzel Washington like giving some commencement speech (laughs) and uh (laughs) and he went off on uh some uh something about like the power of failure but like one of the things he was saying is like Thomas Edison like had a thousand failed light bulbs and like the thousand and first try was the one that was successful so it's like he never would have had the successful one if he didn't have those thousand failures before Uh, so you kind of have to go through like the shit, um, to get to the good stuff, I guess is the, the takeaway, but.
0: So yeah, what's your, just to kind of like switch it up. What's your, what's, what's next for, for you? What's your goals this year? What are you trying to accomplish?
1: Yeah. So for me, I am trying to number one, uh, just like build my brand and my audience, uh, with like the content and stuff I've been doing. Um, but I'm trying to leverage that into like this custom beats platform, hopefully in 2020, like setting that up and moving more to the managerial side of like having a production team Mm -hmm. for that custom beat stuff. Uh, and then I'm trying to have more of an automated system for like my beat selling business for the leases. Um, like I'm trying to like get my click funnel stuff going. Um, And I'm definitely trying to release, like, my own music, whether that be, like, remixes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the Eldre and Lugin-type stuff, uh, stuff with my vocals, or just instrumentals. Like, I'm just trying to get into uh, the streaming game. Yeah. And then also, like, I need to prioritize, like, putting out YouTube content because I'm trying to – I'm just, like, all eggs in one basket, Mm -hmm. for lack of better phrases, in, in Instagram so i'm trying to diversify like what platforms i'm on um and then um and yeah yeah so i guess like the custom beat platform releasing my own music get into like the streaming game having a more automated like system for selling beats and then just in general like one of my biggest weaknesses is just being kind of organized and like having a system like approach to everything yeah so i'm trying to uh get better at that um so I can manage everything. Cause like right now it's kind of, I just feel like all over the place and I need like a way to kind of be more organized about it.
0: feel you. I feel you on that one. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, bro. Um, I think that's like a sick way to wrap it up. Yeah. Let people know. Appreciate you, man. Let people know where they can find you on the internet. If they don't know where you are for some reason.
1: <laughs> my guy yeah appreciate you man it, like really honored to like you having me on hey here. man i appreciate um, it's, you it's taking the kind of time
0: to to jump on with me and, and do this
1: for sure Um uh, but yeah if you're trying to find me uh it's at maddie beats on instagram uh at maddie beats on tiktok youtube uh maddiebeatsmusic.com as well but yeah thanks so much man it's, hey, yeah man like, thanks for doing crazy this because I'm, I'm i've been a fan of you for a while so like uh anyone watching this like it's it's wild like you can just be in your bedroom watching ocean like (laughs) damn i love this guy's videos and then you could be on the podcast one day (laughs) i appreciate that
0: man and yeah that is it for the podcast shout out to matty beats for coming on the podcast sharing his story sharing a bunch of gems if you're not familiar with his work or what he does go follow him go check out all his socials and that hope you enjoyed it hope you found it insightful thank you for listening and until next time peace